Saddle up the pony, TJ. You're a cowboy. On the Carolina Outdoors, welcome everyone. Bill Barty, your host, and TJ, the DJ, pushing the buttons. Red ones, orange ones, and yellow ones. And he's got some slider buttons over there on the board. We're glad that you're joining in, however you may be joining in, whether it be early on a Saturday morning as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard via the airways of WBT Radio, or maybe you're of the digital age and joining us via podcast. If you uh, miss any of our segments of the Carolina Outdoors, head over to Podcast Land, wherever you listen to podcast highlights of the Carolina Outdoors. I'm from the mothership of the Carolina Outdoors, the thing that powers us each week, Jesse Brown's Outdoors. We hope that you'll check us out in-store over in the shopping district of Charlotte, the South Park area, or check us out at jessebrowns.com. Here in the Charlotte area, one of the most popular events for cyclists each year is the 24 Hours of Booty. The event began 21 years ago and occurs on the aforementioned Booty Loop in the Myers Park neighborhood, and it is for raising money for cancer research run by the 24 foundation they have helped raise more than 26 million dollars for their beneficiaries uh, changing the course of cancer Uh, and again that event july 28 and 29 as we prepare for that in the charlotte area we're going to take a look at the course in the myers park neighborhood and the challenges of riding for 24 hours By doing so, we're going to bring on one of the course marshals for the 2023 event, Tom Pierman. Tom, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. Man, it is awesome having you. And you're also from Team Jesse Browns as well. And, Tom, you've ridden in the 24 hours of booty for uh, maybe since its inception. It began uh, 2002. Um, Were you riding in the beginning? I did not ride in the beginning. I guess I probably started riding in the event a few years after it started. We'll just call it year four, three or four, somewhere in there. Um, I started riding in the event and rode in it for a number of years. Um, I have a second-generation rider in the family. My daughter, who is 16, has been a, a registered member in riding it since, I guess, about she was about nine. And so the last couple of years, uh, I'll be honest with you, I've uh, been out there supporting her maybe wrote a few laps um, so i'm excited to be part of the event again this year well we're excited to talk to you about that because this is the first year i think anyway i think this is the first year that you have acted as one of the several course marshals that they'll have out there for these 24 hours again july 28th through 29th tom what are some of the responsibilities and the lay of the land if you will for a course marshal that is maneuvering with hundreds of different riders and Tom I would say hundreds of different riders with different skill levels you'll have young people families groups fun risers competitive teams all of that are on hand going in this three point uh how how long is it 3.2 mile booty loop somewhere around there somewhere in there um doing these circles for 24 hours what do you anticipate being um some of your main chores as a course marshal well first of all um before i answer that question i guess i'll tell you a little bit about uh the course marshal it's really an opportunity uh a volunteer opportunity 
So if there's anybody out there that doesn't want to ride a bike um, or doesn't want to, to ride for 24 hours or, or, or what part of that they want to ride, there's a lot of opportunities to volunteer to help the organization go. So they need people that uh, work in the food tent or maybe work at registration. Um, there's all kinds of opportunities. So if anybody's out there interested in volunteering for a great organization for a couple hours, uh, they can reach out to the 24 Foundation, and they have plenty of opportunities for people to volunteer. So the course marshal piece was simply a way for – I wasn't re- planning to ride this year, but it was a way to support the event in a volunteer capacity um, and still ride a few laps, but also be able to give back to the you know give back to 24 Foundation in the form of just giving a few hours of my time to uh, ride as a course marshal. So that's sort of what a course marshal is. It's just another opportunity to volunteer at the mm-hmm. event. But what a course course marshal does is essentially um, there are several hour slots that you sign up for, and you're riding to make sure the course stays safe. So whether you see a traffic cone um, that's just been misplaced, um, making sure that uh, people are riding safely. So we want to encourage you know, slower riders to stay to the right, just like you would riding a car. So we want to make sure that uh, we don't see anybody out there flying around or riding unsafe. Uh, we also want to make sure that people riding are wearing their helmet. Um, we make sure they're, they have their lights on in, in the evening. Once it gets dark, we want to make sure they're running their, their taillights and headlights so they can be seen. Um, because they are road, the course is closed, but there are lanes near the course that are open. So we want to you know, make sure riders are safe, they're visible. Um, and then if there's ever any problems, occasionally there might be a small a first aid need. If somebody um, needs some assistance for anything, you, know, you have the ability to reach out to those personnel that are out there to provide assistance, whether that's um, whatever first aid, hydration, medical, if DB, you know, we never hope we'd have that, but uh, they are prepared for all of those things. So that's sort of what we do as a course marshal is, is just make sure that uh, riders are being safe and that the course remains clear and that we're out there to assist if people have any questions. Hey, Tom, Tom Pierman is our guest here on the Carolina Outdoors, uh, course marshal for 24 hours of booty uh, in Myers Park. It's coming up July 28th through 29th. Hey, Tom, what uh, what shift did you pick? Are you a nighttime shift, a daytime shift, and how long is your shift? Um, so that's a good question. I actually don't know. We're still a couple of weeks out. Uh, I'll probably ride a couple of different shifts. I'll probably ride some at the, the beginning for a couple of hours. Uh, since my daughter's out there riding, um, she wanted me to do a couple of different ones to, to ride with her some so she wouldn't be too bored. Yeah. So um, I'll probably do a shift, you know, uh, Friday night and, and maybe one later in the evening and then maybe a couple hours on Saturday. So and, I'll probably sign up and do a couple just because I'll probably be out there anyway. Um, so I might as well get a little exercise. And, and I'm going to ask you a little bit. One shift. I'm going to ask you about being out there uh, beyond being a course marshal as well. But, Tom, you've done this for decades, riding as a fundraiser, as a participant um, with the 24 hours of booty. Um, but this is your first year as a course marshal in those years previously. Did you ever have need yourself of a course marshal? Um, I can't recall an incident where I personally needed a course marshal, but I've seen actively what the course marshals do. I have friends that yeah. have participated as course marshals. Um, don't. 
providing assistance to to riders or again making sure people are out there being safe and so i'm familiar with it i've got friends that have done it um so a lot of times they just ride around and chat with people they know as well keep keep it at a uh, fun fun atmosphere for and safe atmosphere for everybody out there now i want to touch base on that part of it a little bit and you mentioned hanging out and here on the carolina outdoors we're talking to Tom Pierman about the 24 Hours of Booty. It's coming up uh, in, in a, a few weeks anyway, uh, July 28, 29. But here on the Carolina Outdoors, we talk a lot about the outdoor community and outdoor culture. One of the first things that come to mind when we talk about long-distance hiking and the Appalachian Trail is the trail community. They will converge on Damascus for trail days, but even the Society of Hikers who are attempting a northbound hike or maybe a, a group that's heading southbound um, along the trail for those 2,100-plus miles, a, a sense of community uh, occurs. Tom, I, I would say the same thing here in Charlotte happens during the 24 hours of booty. There's a culture and a community that kind of join together for this fundraiser. And again, I mentioned this before, $26-plus million dollars uh, has been raised by the 24 Foundation that began through the 24 Hours of Booty. But with that being said, there is a town that uh, occurs right over there on the corner of Queens University, and it's called, aptly named, Bootyville. Will you talk to us about what Bootyville serves as, as TJ has a smile on his face, um, <laughs> with, with the tents and the vendors and a place of respite, Will you talk to us about the culture and community that happens on this 24 hours in this part of Charlotte? Yeah, so that's on the center of, of uh, the loop, sort of behind um, Dilworth Elementary and a little bit behind Queens there where they, they set that up by the athletic fields. Uh, they also, I guess, technically out in front of Queens where they have a uh, live music and, and a rest stop for water and snacks. I guess you could include that in the in the greater um, Bootyville as well. But that is sort of, I guess it, it was, you know, an apropos name for, for the event, but it serves as sort of the epicenter of the event. So there's a lot of things that go on over in Bootyville. There's uh, registration pickup. Uh, lots of sponsors of the event have uh, booths set up. There is, um, Bicycle sport provides uh, neutral support. Uh, that's what we call it in the cycle world. But they, they have a mechanic on staff uh, for, for the entire race. So they have extra bike tubes and, you know, if somebody forgets a light, they have they can provide a lot of, of, of support to the cyclists. Um, you know, Atrium, I think it's, and I don't want to speak wrong, but the, the healthcare sponsor, uh, I believe it's Atrium, but I could be wrong. Don't want to miss, miss a sponsor there, but um, you know, they'll have folks out there. You have um, medics there. So if somebody needs assistance, you lots of fun vendors. So a lot of the sponsors will set up vendors and have little giveaways. Um, there's a lot of cancer resource uh, information that's around with various sponsors. And then the big part of that is where everyone's fed, right? There's a huge uh, food tent there. And lots of local restaurants um, here in Charlotte have supported the event for years, providing meals, whether it's midnight pizza or, um, you know, ice cream in the on Sunday and, and breakfast and lunch. And so 
that's where everybody riding the event goes to eat. And, and of course, if you're out there supporting um, maybe a family member or friend that's riding, you too can buy a meal ticket. You don't actually have to ride to eat. You, they'll, they'll sell you a meal ticket too if you don't want to, uh, if you're out there all day and need something to eat. So that's sort of the epicenter where you go to, to uh, from everything from, from eating to charging your cell phone to whatever you need is all right there to, to support the event as well as the camping, right? You got a lot of people that uh, ride the event each year that like to stay out there. And so they camp on the uh, soccer fields there behind the school on the athletic field. So, so you have a sense of community there of people that literally stay up during the evening when they're not riding and chat with friends and, and it's sort of an annual event. Now, it's hot out there camping, but uh, it's amazing how many people still bring their drop cords or their fans or their coolers full of drinks and, and have a sense of community to, to spend the night out there and they, you know, hang out when they're not riding. So it's a it's a neat place to, to come and check out even if you're not riding the event. It sounds like our course marshal, Tom Pierman, may have to be over there during his off hours to, to check it out and enjoy all that is there as well. Tom Pearman, you're a rock star. Thanks for jumping on the program and sharing a little bit of insight of what you have going on during the 24 Hours of Booty with us and what the 24 Foundation has going on and has had going on since 2002. Well, I appreciate you having me. And in, uh, and in closing on my end, I'd just like you know people to know that it's not just an event for you know, some people think, oh, it's just cyclists. There's every level and there's an opportunity. It doesn't matter how much, you know, some people are, are cyclists that ride five days a week and some people are, are people that ride that event once a year. So it's really something, um, you know, you don't have to ride for 24 hours. You can ride uh, 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there. It's, a, it's an event that goes for 24 hours, but there's no requirement that you ride that. So if people are interested in it, I'd certainly say check it out. Don't feel... Don't feel intimidated that you have to be a quote-unquote cyclist. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for promoting the event. You're too good. The place to check all that out that you mentioned is 24foundation.org, 24foundation.org. Tom Pierman, we'll see you on the course. Thanks for being a marshal and volunteering your time. All right, thanks for having me, Bill. Off he goes. And just a reminder for many of our outdoor listeners who may not know where the Booty Loop gets its name. It was named um, supposedly by legend by a group of cyclists that was out there on these Myers Park roads and uh, noticed all of the exercisers and, dare say, Queens College students that were uh, fit and hencely nicknamed it the Booty Loop. Stay tuned for more. I'm Bill Barty, your host. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.